bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. So, learn his strategy. And when God says, hold your peace, please, hold your peace. He knows the end from the beginning. If he says, leave it to me, leave it to him. Don't give it to God and say, okay, I've left it with you, to you, Lord, today. Oh, my Lord. I worship you and I leave my voice to worship you, Lord. I give it to you, Lord. I leave it to you. And then Monday morning, God, this thing, let me take it back. I have to do something about this thing. Then you come to church on Sunday. Oh, I've left it to God. Wednesday, God, I take it back. Because some of us are putting it in God's hand, taking it back, put it in God's hand, taking it back, put it. Because we don't trust him that he can take care of business. And every time you take it back, you mess it up, you mess it up, you mess it up, and put it back in his hands. And then you mess it up the more. David says, the Lord trains my hands for war. He teaches me how to fight. How to do it. Always have a good God. In verse 35, he says, you have also given me the shield of your salvation. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Number five, the Lord saves and protects me. He's giving me the shield of salvation. David knew God as a shield. But it's interesting when you look at a verse to see how he describes the protection that he had from the Lord. He said the Lord has given him the shield of salvation. It was not just a shield. He didn't say the Lord is my shield. Neither did he say the Lord is my salvation. But he says he's giving me the shield of God's salvation. So David saw his salvation as a shield. The fact that he was a child of God, he belonged to God, was his protection. Now many of the times we don't, we don't value our salvation. We think, well, salvation only is taking me to heaven. But God protects his own. And when you are in covenant with him, your salvation becomes your shield. Your relationship with God is your covenant shield. And David saw his relationship with God as his protection. When people came against him, he would say, you don't know whom you are messing with. I'm a child of the most high God. In him I live and move and have my being. I belong to Jehovah. I am the apple of God's eye. That's my protection. When you go out there and face a cruel world, know that you are a child of God, washed by the blood of Jesus. And that's your protection. The Lord is my shield. How does he save and protect us? First, he delivers us from sin. Before God saves you from the enemy outside, he has to deliver you from the enemy inside you. The enemy inside you is your sin. You can defeat all your external enemies, but if you don't deal with the internal enemy, you will fail. Sin within will destroy you faster than any enemy out there. Sin within will destroy you. 
You have to have the shield of salvation. You have to have your sins forgiven. Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Be made righteous by the blood of Jesus. And if you have that, then hold on to your salvation and work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it is your shield. And when God makes you his own, then he defends you from all external attack. He's a shield also against the enemy who attacks from outside. He's a defender within and a defender without. He defends us from all enemy attack. In the second part of verse 35, he says, Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. I love that phrase. Your gentleness has made me great. I think I'm going to preach a whole message titled, Your Gentleness Has Made Me Great. Because it's an awesome thought. Your gentleness has made me great. What is David talking about? David is saying, the Lord nurtures me to greatness. His gentleness makes me great. It is God's nature. God taking care of us as a mother takes care of the child, as a father takes care of the child. That gentleness, that nurturing, that is what makes us great. If the Lord had been harsh to David, he would not be where he was. Each one of us are made great by the gentleness of God. It means that he patiently leads us. God's gentleness has made me great. Can you remember when you had to learn alphabets and numbers? Maybe it's long ago you don't remember, but if you don't remember, at least look at another child doing it and you remember how you had to learn alphabets and numbers. A little child is learning the alphabets. Something we all rattle without thinking. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, C, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. But it was tough. I remember when, when we were in school, there were people who couldn't recite the alphabet from A to Z. They mix it up and had problems. And then we had to learn how to write the alphabets. You had to write an A. Now you write an A, you write it very fast, A, A. But the child is tracing his first A. He takes that pencil and it's like, this is the greatest task in the whole world. And he sits and, sh- and shakes his shoulders well and then pulls the tongue out and shifts it to the right side of the mouth. And, and, and this is serious business. He's writing an A. And he goes, the first Lie is going and he goes halfway in the first line. He says, oh, 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 I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. And he's frustrated. And then he does the A, uh, the line. And then the other, he does the other line. And then he crosses it. And, and, and the whole thing is crooked. 
takes him five minutes, ten minutes to do that. And all of a sudden, and all that time, there is a teacher or a parent watching him patiently, patiently. His gentleness is making that boy great. Is allowing him room, space to function. You're wasting time. You are blocking chance. You are slow. You are not smart like everybody else. You're failing. But your gentleness makes me great. And that's what David is saying. I didn't get it the first time. I struggled to get it. I struggled to understand it. But God was gentle with me. And in his gentleness, I became great. Oh, I love that message. I need to preach on it. Your gentleness has made me great. It also means he corrects my mistakes. God's gentleness makes him forbear with our faults. He sees us going into a trap. He wants us to stop. Yet we move ahead. And then we fall into the trap. Then we return to him and cry for forgiveness. And, you know, if you were God, you just feel like slapping him. Wham, wham. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Stubborn boy. Final whack on the head. But he embraces you. And he forgives you. And he loves you. And David said, your gentleness has made me great. He remembered when he messed up big time. And everybody thought that was the end of his life. And he cried and cried. And God forgave him. And he says, Lord, your gentleness has made me great. You know, for each one of us, when we look at our lives, we can just say, God's gentleness is what is making us great. Why does God, why is he gentle with us? Because he created us for greatness. He knows what he created us for. He knows your future. He knows the greatness ahead of you. So you're messing up and he's lifting you up. And he's cleaning you up. And he's encouraging you. And everybody should, should give up on you. Everybody's given up on you, but God hasn't given up on you. Your father has given up on you. Your mother has given up on you. Your wife has given up on you. Your, wife, your husband has given up on you. Your children have given up on you. You've given up on yourself. But he's still there, edging you on. Go on, son. Go on, daughter. I am your Lord. I am your helper. I will give you a future. I will give you a hope. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, God, I've forsaken myself. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he picks you up. And then you go again. And then you fall. And then you go again. And then one day, you finally make it. And everybody is praising you for your greatness. But you can turn back and say, his gentleness has made me great. Your gentleness has made me great. Your gentleness. Oh, thank God he's not harsh towards us. Thank God he's not harsh. Thank God he doesn't strike us the first time. We miss it. But his gentleness has made me 
great. Don't you love that? Then final thing he says in verse 36, you enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. That's the last observation in that passage. You enlarged my path under my feet, so my feet did not slip. Number seven, the Lord makes room for me. He has enlarged my path. God had widened the space for him. God made room for him. When everybody said there was no space, God still said, there's room for you. I have enough space for your feet. You hear, well, people have gone ahead of you. Everybody's gone ahead of you. You are last. You are the only one who is behind. All your friends have gone ahead of you. God still says, I have room for you. And David says, the Lord enlarged my path. He made room for me. He made room for me. He enlarged my path. When others have gone ahead of me and trampled on all the path and taken every advantage and I seem to have lost it all, the Lord enlarged my path. So uh, I would not slip. When God makes room for you, he makes you bold and confident. He makes you bold and confident. Have you ever tried walking on a narrow wall. And some of you are very much afraid of heights. And you can't walk on heights. But if you have a wall, maybe the width of the wall is about nine inches. That's how many centimeters? 18 or so. 22 centimeters. I still think in feet and inches. The British did damage to my brain. Okay. Now, if it's a narrow nine-inch wall, 22 centimeters, and it's alone, and you start walking, you, 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 feel not, you don't feel confident. You want to hold something, and, and you go one step at a time. Sometimes you even sit on the wall and just scoot along, scoot along, scoot along. Because when the road, when the, it's narrow, you don't feel confident. Now, you can walk on a broad surface, like the front of this auditorium here, and walk a straight line on nine inches, and not feel any sense of anxiety. But you still walk on nine inches, straight line. But you can't do that straight line when there's no extra space around you. Because when there's no extra space, you start feeling, I will slip. I will slip. Now, David is saying, God made the room broad for me. So that when I'm walking, I don't have a sense that I'm going to fall. So I am bold and I'm confident. I walk into a path that is narrow, but all around me I see grace, I see favor, I see the hand of God, I see God all around me, and so although it's a narrow path, the Lord has enlarged my path and given me confidence 
to walk in. May the Lord enlarge your path. He will enlarge your path. And then he said, when God makes room for us, he keeps us from falling. He keeps us from falling. Oh yes, you may slip. You may slip on the edge, but there is room for you. And you would not fall. The Lord has enlarged my path. At the end of David's life, when he's talking about who God is to him, this is what he had learned about God. The Lord, he makes a way for me. His gentleness makes me great. He makes room for me. He teaches me to fight. He helps me to run very fast. Like the feet of a, of a deer. So I never become a victim of those who are pursuing me. That is his observation. I believe the God of David is your God. And he will also be your God throughout your life. There is a secured path for you. Never go into life thinking there is no way for me. There is a way for you. There is a way for you. Somebody say, there is a way for me. Say, there is a secured path for me. And say, God's gentleness will make me great. He will not leave you. He will not abandon you. He will not let you go. Even if you let yourself go, he won't let you go. If everybody lets you go, he won't let you go. Because he made you. He knows your end. He knows your greatness. And he'll be gentle with you and bring you to the expected end. So you can see you didn't get it by your own strength. But his gentleness made you great. Amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email otebill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.